Welcome in to episode 25 of the Breathing Orange Fire podcast. Gabe, you had quite a weekend. How are you, sir? Man, I'm good. Watched UT beat Bama. And How wrong telling, was I on my prediction last night? Very time. wrong. As I've been telling everyone for a year or a year and a half, I've been calling them Alabraska because I said Texas <laughs> is going to do to Alabama what they did in Nebraska, and that was take by far the best team in college football and ruin them. And I hope 20 years from now, Alabama is trying to leave the SEC conference and join the ACC or something like that. <laughs> that would be something. Uh, yeah, I was way off on that and and glad that I was. That was a, that was a hell of a game. Glad you got back safely. Uh, but our listeners don't want to hear about that. What they want to hear about is how fat Chaz McCormick is. <laughs> Andrew, does this shirt make me look fat? As fat it's as a, Chaz? It kind of does. It's a, it's a stretched out collar. It's, a, it's all kinds of stretched out. Yeah, you look kind of slovenly. Yeah, it's 1037 here um, <laughs> right now. And I was... I was in the car for about 20 hours. Uh, we stayed in Biloxi, and then I got up at 6 in the morning and drove over to Tuscaloosa and got day drunk. And then Oh, yeah. yeah. Sobered up and drove back and got in at 2.30. And then, uh, boy, Biloxi, by the way, if you ever think about going to a casino in Biloxi, don't. That would be my <laughs> advice on that one. Um, but the good news is my wife got drunker than Cooter Brown. Oh, and this the hotel is not at the same place as the casino. You got to walk up a hill that's about a forty-five degree angle, and the, even though the hotel is affiliated with the casino, they don't have like a they don't have a um, shuttle bus or anything going yeah. right. Yeah. So usually I would have just let I, I went to the sports book and I um, lost five dollars. Thanks a lot, Rangers. Uh, I had a four teamer. <laughs> That I hit mm-hmm. the first three legs on, and I was going to hit 80 if the Rangers could beat the A's. They did not on Friday. Um, that was the difference between me losing five and winning 80. But I, I showed up, and my wife was accidentally up $300. And oh. um, I made her come home with me. Usually, I just go back to the room and let her stumble up whenever. Yeah. But, I mean, this place was a shit hole. <laughs> and it was kind of a dangerous-looking walk. And I'm like, no, you've got to go back for me. So, we accidentally... One money on the trip. I went to Bama for free. Nice. And actually profited on the trip. I uh, put my $1,000 back in the bank that I had taken over there for all the festivities. And uh, I have $113 in addition to that. So uh paid for everything with 113 leftovers. So that's about as good as the trip gets. And that watch is... your uh, yeah. team win for the first time. I mean, the only bad part about the trip. I mean, look. Let's be honest, the Rangers losing the A's was not a bad part of the trip. I mean, I, I lost some money, but whatever. That's true. The only bad part of the trip was watching the Astros on Friday lose 58-3 mm. to three to the Padres <laughs> or whatever it ended up being. It wasn't good. But then no. they salvaged the last two games of the series, right? Yeah. So, uh, you know, what's interesting is – you know, we talk about so much the lineup decisions, right? And and Friday, or I'm sorry, Sunday was the day we'd all been looking forward to, right? Yeah. It was the day that we finally unleashed the best lineup that we could possibly have. Not in the best order necessarily, no. but the best players. And we've said 
we'll settle for the best players. We don't even care about the best order, right? Ab- absolutely. Uh, Yes. We said we'd settle for that. Dusty's got us beaten down to the point in time. We're like the battered wife that will take anything that she can get and, um, you know, just be happy with it. So that was um, that was us on Dusty uh, on Sunday. But here's here's what's interesting, man. Diaz and McCormick batted eighth and ninth, right? Okay. We scored eight runs in the sixth inning. Mm-hmm. If McCormick and Diaz were instead, oh, I don't know, Dubon and Maldonado and they made outs, we wouldn't have scored the last six runs that inning in the game. And it would have been an interesting game. It, having a, an automatic out in a lineup is just, it's a big deal. And you can see yeah. that whenever yeah. Maldonado gets a hit, You'd be like, oh, what's different about this game? Oh, Maldonado got a hit. It's nice not to have a black spot in the ninth hole in the lineup, right? And, um, you know, Diaz and McCormick both had singles to keep the inning rolling. And without that, you know, it would have been a um, it would have been a two-run inning. And instead, it ended up being a eight-run inning. You know, do and that's know, a big difference. Gabe, do you know what the least valuable outcome from an, any given at-bat is? Double play. It is a double play, but... Um, well, I guess triple play, technically, but that sure. this almost this, never happens. It's very rare. Yes. Um, that is a, a better answer than what I was going to say. But what I was going to say is making an out is the least productive yeah. thing you can do. And it, vice versa, <laughs> you know, uh, avoiding making an out, not making an out, reaching base is... Uh, or should be the objective of any given plate appearance. So, yes, I agree with your assessment based on that, that being an automatic out is detrimental to the lineup and to the team's ability to score runs and therefore win games. And, you know, the thing is, you don't even know. You don't know what you don't know because you can't do the counterfactual, right? Sure. You don't know if, like, hey, if avoiding that out there might have sparked an eight-run inning. And, and, you know, you see it when you have good lineups with people mm-hmm. that are not automatic outs and you can bunch together, yep. you know, multiple hitters in a row without making it out. Once you make that out, that lowers the ceiling on your inning a whole heck of a lot and giving them a free out every couple innings or two free outs or three free outs, four free outs or five free outs. This has been for much of the year with guys injured. You is, get you a get big tw- deal. It is a big deal. You get 27 outs you have to value them, you know, <laughs> they're all very valuable. Um, so yeah, I, uh, it's, it's, it's maddening when you don't, you're in a situation where you don't have to do this, but in, you intentionally decide to give away some of those outs for free. Right. And, you know, baseball is a, it's a funny game. The first time we played our death lineup, we scored 12 runs, right? Yep. Today, it was that same lineup minus, of course, had to hit Maldonado for Diaz, right? Sure. And we went, we we got a, a hit in the first inning, and then we went seven innings without a hit. And we didn't hit a ball harder than 85 miles an hour. <laughs> it was the worst offensive game of the season. And, and Yeah, but I we're going up I against bl- a really good uh, starter tonight, right? No, not so much. Some guy I'd never heard of. 
He was throwing 101 or 102. It took him 35 pitches to get through the first inning, I want to say. Wow. Without without a run scored. And then um, he got through the second. They took him out. He was the opener. And then the guy that came in was some trash left-hander or something like that. And he went six hitless against us. Um, this so is, this good is times, what good That's times. what the Astros do at least once a week, right? So this is kind of funny. This is our 11th game against the A's this year. Mm-hmm. We are 9-2 and two against them. One of those games we won 10-1, to one, and the other eight wins against them were by one or two runs. Really? Uh, we might have had a three spot in there somewhere, but I mean, we. No, we you're right. They've, three to they've two, been three close. To one, yeah, four to two, five to three. You know, I mean, all all the games have been like that. We just said, uh, other than that one game, we have not blown them out. It's but we're nine and two, which is exactly sort of what you'd hope for or expect against a, a team as bad as them. As frustrating as getting shut out by the Oakland A's is uh, today. You're right. I mean, nine and, and look, two. It's our, it's our best lineup, right? I mean, eh. it, other than Diaz for Maldonado, but that wasn't going to swing the game, I don't think. Of course. And it 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 happens. We both know that. We say it all the time. You know, it, just as, you know, playing your best lineup and getting shut out is, you know, something that happens. So is playing a subpar lineup and having an offensive outburst. The point is, we say it over and over the results don't drive, you know, whether that a decision in the first place was good or bad. Right. I mean, I could be leaving the bar at 2 AM and decide to drive myself home and just making it home safely. doesn't mean it was a good decision. Right. Gabe. So the outcomes don't tell you. Yeah. Maybe I should go back to the day drunk in Tuscaloosa. Although that was true, <laughs> I stopped drinking at three and I didn't leave until 11. And when I get day drunk now, because I'm missing three quarters of my stomach, um, <laughs> you know, four or five, it's funny, four or five drinks can get me in the bag. Yeah. But it's not that alcohol, that it's not that much alcohol consumed. So you kind of like sober up in a hurry. Mm-hmm. And you also don't get real hungover. That's so nice. it's kind of an, That's... yeah, it's kind of an interesting thing. But, um, you know, four or five drinks I had was probably one drink too many. Whereas back in the day, I mean, I could drink a six pack and it didn't matter. But I'm now under two hundred pounds, one ninety nine point eight. All right. It's not just it's not just less body weight. It's also like I said, I had you know three quarters of my stomach removed. So there's just not that absorption on the alcohol and stuff like that. So all right. Um, I, I had the benefit of being able to get day drunk and still drive home and have it be safely and have a blood alcohol content of zero, you know, five drinks. And I was uh, eight hours from bottle to throttle, as they say, right? Yeah, so, there you go. Yeah, it was all well, good. Well, I was, I was just using it as an example of... Uh... Yeah, 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 no, I, I know, but uh, <laughs> I was just, I thought I'd clarify so that our hundreds of listeners did not think oh, yeah this guy's celebrating drunk driving huh? no that's no not, that's not it that's we not do that that's not what we're doing no um not, okay so i i think our favorite story of the last week has been just the sheer absurdity um <laughs> that that uh, of direction that has been taken with the Chaz mccormick 2023 <laughs> saga uh vis-a-vis dusty baker the manager who I think we've assumed doesn't like Chaz for some reason, because he's, uh, again, this is not news. Chaz has 
been used more often than not as an outfielder in the starting lineup. But I think the last I saw of his, um, you know, the fan graphs has a, a roster feature that allows you to get the percentage of games started based on availability. So it accounts for Chaz, you know, missing 20 games or whatever it was with injury earlier in the year. So of games that he was available to start, I think he actually has started about 72% or something like that last time I saw it. Um, So let's call it three out of four, which is still not enough, right? I mean, I... I, No, it should be... For for a regular that's performing at that level, it should be like 13 out of 14. That's given him 40... You know, that... Right. That's right, right? That's given him 40 games off for a season. Yeah, if you're playing three out of every four games, uh, that's dumb. That's a that's a platoon bat. That's a right. left-handed hitting platoon bat against the the big share of the that of is the uh, game. Objectively stupid for a guy who's hitting fifty percent better than league average. Is that fair? And he hits him. And he hits him eight a lot. So every <laughs> spot in the order that you hit down yeah. is like thirty plate appearances that you miss. Right. right? So the Over difference between hitting second. Or I mean, if because we're clearly not going to hit our best player second the way you do a saber lineup, right? No. But if you just gave him the Dubon treatment and hit him first or second when he played mm-hmm. instead of seventh or eighth, I mean, you're looking at that's another hundred and fifty at bats, maybe just placement in the order. Yeah. So, um, so this is nothing new, right? He's been he he's been in and out of the lineup all year. It doesn't make sense. It's never made sense. It didn't make sense back in April when we talked about this, and I kept saying, "Gabe, he's got a career one eleven WRC plus." Guess what? It's pretty good. <laughs> it is pretty good, but this yeah. year it's been one hundred and fifty. One hundred fifty, <laughs> Gabe. We went through that last time. I don't need to go through and rehash all the. Uh, all stars and future Hall of Famers that he is outperforming this year. Well, we just need to talk. That's right. We don't need to do that. We just we need don't. to talk about him being fat. Yeah. So this is what this is what happened this week uh, because the media's begun to call Dusty out on some of this, as Gabe talked about last week, and um, Dusty has pushed back as he is wont to do. And then it took a weird turn this week where he, I, I tell me what exactly happened. Cause all I know is that it came out that we now have concerns with Chaz's weight. Did I? <laughs> well, he, it didn't come out like that. It, it was even better than that. Uh, not Evan Drellick, uh, Cameron or uh, Chandler, Chandler Chan- Rome, Chandler yeah. Rome, excuse me, athletic guy wrote, mm-hmm. uh, dropped a column on Thursday, the same morning that we dropped our, Astros Rangers decimation podcast that was awesome. pointed and laughed at Arlington. Yeah. Came out with four sources within the organization say that Dusty Baker makes a point of talking about Chaz's weight and saying that he's too fat to play center field. <laughs> and that's his problem with him. And then so you know, Hold four on. different sources in the organization. Yes. Hold yes. On. Four. <laughs> Four different sources said that Dusty, Dusty makes a point of talking about Chaz being fat. Too fat to play center field. Continue. Too fat to play center field continuously, right? But this is funny because then Friday, this happened Thursday during the off day, right? Friday, the media went out and Dusty has an availability before the game. 
And they asked him about it. And he's like, I love Chaz. He ain't a big boy yet, which is funny because he said he's fat. It's hard to be a big boy right out the gate. What is this, Chaz? Third or fourth year? The big boys are Altuve, Bregman, Tucker. Those are the big boys. The other boys, so this includes Diaz, are approaching big boys. And then he went on to say, man, that's crazy talk. I don't have a problem with him being fat. If I thought he was fat, would I bring him banana pudding at least once a week? What? Yes. Yes. (laughs) He said, if I thought he was fat, would I bring him banana pudding once a week? There's so, so much, there's so much good stuff in here, Gabe. So then Dana Brown mm-hmm. on Sunday talked about Chaz being a big bat. Dusty said he's not a big boy. He's not a big Dana boy. Dana Brown said that he's a big bat, which is basically using Dusty's person, you know, terminology saying why he doesn't play because he hasn't earned it. He's not a big boy. Interestingly enough, Julio Rodriguez, the guy who wants to to right in the lineup every What's day he, that he would consent to his second, his second year. year yeah his second year so i don't know how who we how can he be how can he boy yeah how can he be a big boy i don't know how he became a big boy but somehow he is and Chaz isn't even though he's sort of outperforming him right oh. so then they asked Chaz about it and <laughs> this is his deal he says i've been with him for a couple of years so i know his agenda i know that he likes to play everyone Obviously, I want to be out there every night, but he does a good job. Obviously, you want Yiner Diaz to play all the time. He hits the crap of the ball. But I think he does a good job of sporadically putting in the best matchups. He's the manager. He does what he wants. I don't think I have any right to ask what his deal is. Wait, 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 wait. Chaz said that about Diaz? Chaz said that about Dusty. The Diaz thing was a parenthetical inside. It was an obvious, you know, because they asked him what he thought about him not playing. Yeah, And he started to say, but he does a good job. And then he stopped himself and he goes, you know, obviously you want Yiner Diaz to play all the time. He hits the crap out of the ball. Chaz actually said that. Yeah. But I think he, meaning Dusty, does a good job of sporadically putting in his best matchups. (laughs) (laughs) He's the manager. He does what he wants. I don't think I have any right to ask him what his deal is. That's... That's pretty. That's a pretty good response by Chaz. Actually, there's some kind of I, sneaky um, um, editorializing in there. I think, right? If we're telling the truth, I don't know that Chaz knows what sporadically means. I don't <laughs> think he was trying to be insulting. I think he came up with a word that was insulting, but I don't know. That yeah, it's it like way. I maybe so. Maybe it was an accidental rub. Um, so I like I'll, the fact that he had Yiner's back, though. I mean, he's like, yeah. he's not only like, is it not just me not playing, but it's bullshit. Yine here isn't playing. He hits the crap out of the ball. And he can't be a big boy yet. But <laughs> He's a rookie, so there's no way he can be a big boy. It's like why you wouldn't start a rookie quarterback is what they said. Uh-huh. So, By they, I mean Dusty. So so that's, so there's so much there, right? First of all, you have your big boys, um, which <laughs> I, I assume means that's, Altuve and Bregman and and Jordan and Tucker. They're well, the only although, they're the only big boys. Although the biggest boy on the team is Maldonado. Are we talking big boy <laughs> in terms of sheer physical size and mass, or are we talking big boy like big time accomplishment? Because now I'm very confused. Because Altuve is objectively a, a small man. <laughs> he Chaz is a big boy. Chaz is a big fat man. Big boys are Altuve, Bregman, Tucker. 
Those are the big oh, boys. Okay. He didn't okay. mention Alvarez. So it's not literally about size or mass. It's, no, it's but stature but, in the game, maybe we'll call it. Big boy in but, that sense. But he is trying to pack the weight on Chaz because he clearly doesn't have a problem with it because he brings him a banana pudding every week. So he's feeding Chaz banana pudding. <laughs> is it just for Chaz or is that like for the for the whole clubhouse and Chaz – no, he brings proportionately Chaz a, helps himself. <laughs> he brings Chaz a deal by himself. So one of the things about Dusty is he brings all his players food. That's a the thing. There was the athletic article last year where Dusty said that he was the second most interesting man in the world. Mm. And he's talking about bringing food all the time. And he also in that one, they said, you know, the thing about Dusty is if he has a dream, he will change everything around based upon his dream. Like who hits where in the lineup and who plays. Good God. Uh-huh. Dusty actually said that in the Atlanta I mean, article. His, his lineup. I, I mean the athletic. The athletic. So yeah. yes, whenever you see something very odd. Maybe he had just a dream. Ask yourself, did Dusty have a dream that someone got three base knocks? And that's or, I think. I honestly, it makes a lot more sense through that lens. I think it does. he had a dream that that uh, Singleton hit a walk off home run in the ninth inning when he pinched it for Chaz last week when we Gabe, were so beside ourselves, and we said this, that decision doesn't make any sense. That decision would make sense. Dusty had a dream. If he had a, dream, a period on it and move on. This is this is interesting, um, and I have an idea. Do you do you recall the movie from the eighties called Dreamscape? Yes. Do you remember what they did in this movie? You could you could like hook up to some machines and actually enter other people's dreams. Right. We right? should do that with Dusty. Right. We need to go back and watch that film and figure out, you know, if we can kind of create or replicate this sort of dream um transference sort of machine and get into Dusty's dreams and manipulate the lineup that way. Maybe there you go. I think that might be the only way the lineup is manipulated. Hmm. Honestly, I, I don't um, think there's any other answer. Okay, so so let's get back to okay. So Dusty is intentionally fattening up Chaz by bringing him <laughs> banana pudding, possibly with vanilla wafers in there. <laughs> well, and, um, if you're gonna do banana pudding, you damn well better have vanilla wafers in there. I would I would assume so, right? And so so apparently Chaz likes it, um, and yet. It's that very banana pudding, maybe, that is um, leading to a situation in which four team sources have cited that Dusty won't shut up about Chaz being too fat to play center field. <laughs> Meanwhile, um, I wanted to try to verify this claim that he's too fat. Well, let's put aside the 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 weight, um, uh, you know, the body fat. So, so, so Chaz, so Chaz last year said that he liked to play at two twelve or that he was playing at 212. Mm-hmm. He said this year he's playing at 220 and he feels bigger and stronger and that usually during the year that he loses weight during the year, but that he's purposely put on more more mass and more mm-hmm. girth so that he would be stronger. Look, it's a it, the baseball season is a marathon, man. Mm-hmm. Um you, you got to keep your strength up. Here's here's where I come out on this to switch over to a less facetious and more serious tone. Um, Certainly conditioning is a big factor for professional athletes. I think that's an uncontroversial, you know, uh, uh, comment. 
right? So, um, however, I would also say that, you know, we are in 2023 and we have this beautiful thing called StatCast and we can actually put some quantifiable data to, um, you know, the these types of issues, if you want to call them that. So if Dusty is concerned about Chaz's ability to play center field because he's too fat or because of whatever reason, um, here's here's something that's awesome is we can go to his baseball savant page and actually see for ourselves I actually, uh, I know the answer to this. I know oh. where you're going. Chaz's <laughs> sprint speed last year was 28.8 was his top speed, and it's mm-hmm. down to 28.1. Oh, you know who 28.1. else has a 28.1 sprint speed? Please tell me it's Julio Rodriguez. No, I, I think awesome. he's a lot faster than that. <laughs> Mauricio Dubon. Oh, boy, that's actually almost as good. So that 28.1 sprint sprint speed is 72nd percentile in Major League Baseball. So uh chaz is tech check my math gabe that means he's faster than three out of every four players is that right so maybe what dusty's decided to do is he's going to give jazz as many available starts as his sprint speed percentile so he's <laughs> he gets 72 percent of available starts he's in the 72nd percentile i mean if he could get himself up to 80th in sprint <laughs> speed maybe he could play three more times a month okay maybe. but but here's the thing that's sprint speed okay so that doesn't tell us everything because if you're out there playing center field you're gonna need you know range it's a little bit different you're not running in a straight line you're reactive so, um etc and so forth so luckily um statcast also gives us a percentile ranking in his uh, with a range category right a defensive range. Uh, so that's surely come down quite a bit because he's so fat now. Is that is that right? And it just and that range factor just compares him to center fielders, right? Which yeah. are kind of the apex predators of the defense. Of the I, outfield, I think even yeah. more so than I think even more so than shortstop. I, I sure. Play center field that. is a more difficult defensive position to play. That's more populated by studs even than shortstop. Well, without a doubt, in terms of um, mobility, right? <laughs> yep. Yep. Okay. Um, this is weird because his savant page says that he's in the 82nd percentile in terms of defensive range in center field. Um, that's Who are you going to believe? Dusty's eyes, or, Dusty's eyes or the numbers? Well, I, mean, I, okay. know where, I know where I'm sitting. Okay, but that's fielding. And then, then there's this whole other element of the game, which is offense. And because he's gained so much weight this year, I'd imagine that his offense has suffered, right? Like maybe his reflexes have slowed. Uh-huh. Um, you know, maybe he's, he's not- hungry. Feed him. <laughs> maybe he's not uh, legging out any um infield hits or anything like that so um the the strange thing i'm seeing though is that he is in the 77th percentile of expected weighted on base average the 80th percentile of expected slugging uh the 94th percentile of sweet spot percentage that is uh basically just means hitting the ball at the right angle um at the right velocity um so he's you know, this is all, of course, supporting the uh, numbers that we already know that he's been 50 percent better than league average offensively. So here's my thing, Gabe. If he's uh, 82nd percentile in outfield range, if he's 72nd percentile in sprint speed, if he's, uh, you know, 80th percentile and expected weighted on base average. I don't care how fat he is or how not fat he like I it doesn't 
matter. Like why it doesn't matter. I don't care. I don't care what his body shape is. I don't care what his, um, you know, body mass index is. <laughs> like, I don't care. I don't care, Gabe. I don't care what his body composition is. If he's doing those things on the field, that it doesn't lie. And the funny thing is the sprint speed that went from 28.8 to 28.1. He's turned 28. You lose about a quarter to a half a second on yeah. your sprint speed. Every year you get older after about 24, mm-hmm. 25. The Which sprint is, speed is actually yeah. the first thing that, that sort of fails as far as your athleticism goes, right? So sure. yeah. it's probably just getting older more than anything. Chaz is not a spring chicken, even though he's not old enough to be a big boy. He's not a big boy. In his but... third year in the organization, or not in the organization, the majors, he's 28, right? I mean, he had a played four or five years of the nothing college where he was a non-prospect and then got taken in the 21st round, which means he signed for a thousand dollars in signing bonus. I mean, he was no one's prospect. He was nothing like that. So it took him a while to get to the majors, right? It took, it took a while for people to believe that Chaz actually might be good and, and worth a spot on a major league roster. And, and the last person that's still not convinced is Dusty Baker. Yeah. I mean, they sent him down last year, if you'll recall. Yeah, I do. I do recall. I, I mean, he was only down for a day um, because someone else got hurt right after he got sent down. I, in fact, I don't know that he ever even reported the around. I think they basically like caught him at the airport. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I don't think he handled that well from what I heard through the grapevine a little bit. So maybe that's part of where the beef is with Dusty, or maybe the beef is that, you know, he wants two banana puddings and not one. I, I don't know, but uh, yeah. I like um, the uh, double entendre of the beef game. That's well, right. Well done, sir. That's right. So, you know, we're going to stick with Dusty Baker. We're going to stick with, in Chaz's words, Dusty Baker sporadically plays his best lineup. And we'll just go from there. It is very Let's sporadic. Say, um, this is, I mean, this was very funny. It's also sad, but it was also funny. Because it's just so theater of the absurd stuff, right? It's so we had to talk about it. Absolutely theater of the absurd. Yes. We had to talk about it, but um you know, we're done. We 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 gave you people the Rangers podcast. Mm-hmm. So we didn't have that and then, you know, we spent all weekend celebrating Texas, Alabama. And uh, you know, Andrew didn't even bother to watch today's game. Which makes him the lucky one. I did not, and I am very thankful for that. I will not be watching the condensed game uh, on the. You can go ahead and just. You can just go ahead and delete that if it's on the old DVR without even turning (laughs) it on. I can promise you that one. Yeah. Okay, but so I guess really all we got to do is talk about where we're at and the rest of the week that will be right. Yeah. The playoff chase and the playoff race. Here's the thing: we both said. We'd win two or three against San Diego, which is exactly Lies. what happened. You said one out of three. I said one out of two at first. Or one out of, and, I then I t- and then I shamed you into it, didn't you I? You shamed me, and I said, all right, fine. We'll, 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 it was kind of a joke because we were, we were you know, elated with the Rangers yep. series. And then you said, so so what are, you, what are we going to do? And I was like, we'll lose two out of three. Uh, so That's it was right. a little tongue-in-cheek, but uh, I did upgrade to, to, to two and one. So if I make enough predictions, predictions of a three game series i'm bound to get one of them right but uh yeah so so we we drop uh after doing that drop game one against oakland and get shut out on was it one hit Uh, no we got two hits to start the ninth Uh, two hits one hit going into the ninth yeah so we got three hit 
Three hits. One more one more than Bob Euchre dropping the GD. He yeah. Can't say that on the radio. <laughs> Nobody's listening anyway. Yeah. No one's listening anyway. That's what it was like in the ninth, I assume. Yeah, I imagine so. Um, okay, so uh, so where are we currently? I think we're two games up still on Seattle and Texas. Is that right? Uh, no, we're now down to one and a half up on oh, Seattle. Oh, did Seattle just win? Yeah. Um, well, I'm giving them a win. It's bases loaded in the bottom of the ninth with no outs. And they've got a big boy up. So we're going to go oh, ahead and pencil them in for the win. win. Who, who are their big boys? I don't know anyone other than Jazz. I just assume is a big boy that's gonna, that's going to get a knock and come through. So right, right now, presuming that the the Mariners win this, which I think we can, is we're a game and a half up on Toronto, a game and a half up on Seattle, and two games on the Rangers. That's okay. for the, you know that's a game and a half for the division, and uh, two out of the playoffs. Okay, now we have. The game in hand, remember, they're not doing a playoff anymore for game 163 when they added the new playoff spot. So it's just season record. Right. So we've got the Rangers. If we tie the Rangers, we go over them. We've lost the season series to Toronto and Seattle. Both. Ooh, yikes. So if we tie either of those guys, we go in behind. All right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Astros playoff odds per ESPN is 97.7%. Are you buying that, Andrew? There's... 17 games left and they're one and a half up that is some complicated math uh as i first start to think about it because there's a lot of moving parts there right there's the other teams yep. there's the tiebreakers there's the number of total spots um there's the division also the interesting card. also interestingly yeah. enough the rangers are playing toronto four games in a row Ooh, okay they won they won big today right Yep. Um, and then the the Rangers in Seattle are playing seven yeah, times in the that's, last ten. Okay, so you that's know, the other part of this that makes it complex. I, I I need to wrap my brain around what the implications of all of those kind of games between the other three teams. What that means? Well, obviously, someone's got to win and someone's got to lose, right? So you can't Correct. make up a ton of ground on multiple teams. But that's if you're right. ahead of multiple teams, that means. You can't lose a, a lot of ground on at least one of the teams. Right, exactly. That's that's what I'm thinking. Based on all that, I am buying that 95 plus percent, whatever number you just read to me, percent uh, odds of them qualifying for the postseason, meaning either winning the division or claiming one of those bottom two wild cards. Uh, also, what's doing a lot of work is six games with the Royals, who are 44 and 100, and yep. two more with the A's. It was three before the night and now it's two who are 45 and 99 A's are playing good ball. They're six and four in the last 10 compare that to the Astros five and five in their last 10, the Rangers four and six in their last 10 and Seattle three and seven in their last yeah. 10 Oakland. Anaheim three and seven in their last 10. Oakland is the hottest team in the division right now. They've actually, yes. And they've, they've been less terrible. I'll say over the last beyond that over the last couple of weeks, Four, uh, that runs their three, four though. weeks. Neg- yeah, that run differential though negative two ninety nine. <laughs> I mean, they've got the same record basically as the Royals. Yeah, they are negative two ninety nine. The Royals are negative one eighty seven. Now negative one eighty seven is very very bad. It is, but they have the same record as the Royals, even though they're a full hundred and twelve runs worse than the Royals. If you can believe that, that's how bad the A's have been. That's incredible. Um, 
and yet we lost to them four to four to zero tonight with our ace with our ace going framber and, 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 Fram- and a good lineup framber was pretty good today he struck out 10 or something like that he gave up two solo home runs and then they bunched their head i think they only got four hits off framber in seven innings two hey, of them I- were solo home runs and a, a double and a single I'm not sure we have an ace right now. I said supposed to be our ace. Ah, good, good qualifier. I know. We, we, we can talk about that heading into the playoffs if we are so lucky to have a playoffs. It's downright scary. I don't want to get wrapped up in that right now, but okay. I mean, Framber's been, let's not get wrapped up in that. Let's put a pin in that and let's, uh, let's sort of move on. So here's your look at the schedule this week, Andrew. Yep. We're playing six times, so five more games. We got Thursday off, as we have every Thursday off. Mm-hmm. The Rangers have four with the Blue Jays, now three. And then they have three with someone kind of lousy. How do you like that for being prepared and preparedness? Someone kind of lousy. That lousy team is Cleveland. I mean, Cleveland's not terrible and they're at Cleveland and they've been yeah. a bad road team so they're not you know they, they kind of got up off the mat a little bit they they won their last two against Oakland after blowing my 14 parlay um, yeah. and costing me $80 and then they beat Toronto 10 to 4 today um, so they got three more with Toronto and then they got three at Cleveland Cleveland's eh, not really playing for much right now, but they're not bad as far as teams go. Right. So I don't know, maybe the Rangers go three and three or two and four or something like that. Seattle has two more with the trash organization of all trash organizations, the angels. <laughs> and then they have four with the Dodgers. Ooh. Um... Andrew, have I ever told you that I am a master reverse jinxer? Have I ever told you that? I don't think so. No. Well, I was giving the game to Seattle in the ninth inning. It's now three three in the top of the tenth. Oh. So nice maybe. Work. Nice work. Just game. maybe. That was I, I well, you know, I tried the reverse jinx with the Astros today in the seventh inning down two nothing. I said, look, you know, I mean, hey, we're still nine and two against the A's even after losing this game. I was hoping yeah. Hoping against hope, but I couldn't dust off the reverse jinx to to make it actually work there. But yeah, so Seattle has got two more with the Rangers and then four with the Dodgers. Your hometown nine have uh, two more with the A's and three with the Royals. The three are at Kansas City, so we don't have to worry about the curse of Minute Maid Park. You know, Andrew, we're 115 runs to the good on the road, and we're like negative three runs at home. It's weird. It's weird. And, I, and I, that's all it is. There's so many yeah. people writing think pieces about it, and it's just stop, guys. Stop. It's There's nothing about Minute Maid. It's not this, that, or the other. It's literally just weird. It's They're, noise. Yeah. It, it, it's nonsense. These things happen, right? Yeah. I mean, 2019, we went 62 and 20 at home or 61 and 20 at home. And then, you know what happened in the playoffs. I don't need to like bring that back up, right? Nope. Um, you know, the last six years, three of them we've been better at home, three of them we've been worse. It's just, it's noise, like you said. Um, but I don't know. We, we got five games left. What do you think? Four and one, probably? I hope so. I, that's what we should do. Because during, if you pull them together, including tonight's game, four and two, I, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm of the opinion you can't 
generally expect a sweep of a team, no matter how bad they they are. Doesn't mean it's totally improbable, but you know, I I, I would usually say, you know, I'm a regression guy. I would usually say, yeah, you'll win two out of three against the A's. You'll win two out of three against the Royals. So yeah, four and two. So four and two. I, I think Kansas City's opened up a can of quit. I might not say that. I mean, I might say that we might go five and zero. That'd be but, nice. Yeah, I mean, it's more likely that we get touched up. So, I mean, the, the starting pitching has been a house of horrors in a, way, a lot of ways. It's more likely we would probably get touched up at least once, right? Yep. Um, so, you know, if we go four and one, you got to figure the best Seattle and Texas are probably going to do is three and three, right? So that yeah. lead goes from one and a half to three on the Mariners. It goes from two to four on the Rangers if we end the week this way. That would be good. That'd be good. And that would really put us, you know, sort of in the driver's seat. I said this 12-game stretch, three with the A's, three with the Royals, three with the Orioles, and three with the Royals again, that we needed to go nine and three, that we went nine and three, and it's basically almost inconceivable that we don't make the playoffs, and it's yeah. super, super, super unlikely that we don't win the division if we go nine and three in the next twelve. I mean, that sets us up to probably win the division if we go like two and four in the last week of the season. Yeah, I would uh, think something like that. So that's what we I, got that in front of right. us. Yeah, yeah, got to win four out of five, and got to figure you know Seattle, you know, lose to the Dodgers maybe a couple times. I would imagine they will. They, you said they have four with the Dodgers. Four with the Dodgers. Nice. So I got to bring this. You got anything else to say, Andrew? No, not really. I got to bring this around full circle. Yeah. You know, it's a reoccurring rant where I like to point and laugh at the angels and make fun of them, right? You do. You do. Yeah. I've been saying for two years that they needed to trade Mike Trout with like Mm -hmm. Rendon and get a bucket of shag balls back to him basically just to get out of Rendon's salary salary dump. And I've been saying that they should have traded Otani at the deadline when he was Babe Ruth last year at the deadline. And then for sure this year, right? I mean, the, the, the right time to trade a player is when they have two postseasons left. Mm-hmm. Unless you think you're going to be really good and you're going to make use of this two postseasons, which they clearly weren't last year. And you had to guess they probably weren't this year. Right? Yeah. Angels have said they will trade Mike Trout if he's uh, okay with being traded. I don't, you know, we talked about it and we said that we don't think we'd trade Trout for someone like Drew Gilbert, remember? Uh, because of the salaries, because yeah. of the salaries involved and the we risk involved with it, Trout and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, we, I have a question we, for you. Yeah. Mike Trout weighs 235 pounds and he's 15 pounds heavier <laughs> than Chaz. <laughs> Is he a big enough boy that Dusty would consent to filling him out in the lineup card the 70 or 80 games a year that he'll be available and healthy? So there's a lot there. He is undoubtedly a big boy because, right? I mean, he's won, what, three MVP awards? and uh, Probably could have won a couple more. He's played more than three seasons. So, yeah. He He also has one more hit than you and I combined in the playoffs. Well. <laughs> Well, yeah, but I'm not going to lay that it's on, just, on him. I'm not blaming him. It's just a funny stat. It is. Um, okay, so so he is a big boy. I don't know how much banana pudding he consumes. Um, 
I don't I don't have any insight into that. The weight. The, so what? How does his height compare to Chaz? I think he's like six three or six four. He's a big. Yeah, dude. He's, he's a big dude. Um, he's always he's always been you know thickly built you know athletic guy. Um. So he's de- he's undoubtedly a big boy. I don't know if he's too fat to play center field, but there is another thing here to consider, which is that he, when he has been healthy this year and he was good when healthy, he was good, still not as good offensively as Chaz. All right. Um, <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's actually true. It's a hundred percent. It's a, it is a hundred percent true. Uh, Chaz has been the better offensive player than Mike Trout in 2023. Um, so, and honestly, you'd probably yeah. bet on that for 2024. You know, he had the Hammett, he had the Hammett deal. I, which, I, I, as I, as I keep bringing up saps your power for 12 to 18 months. I wouldn't bet on it. Um, he won't okay. be back to Mike Trout until 2025. I, I had to look it up. Um, Sprint speed trout was still at 96th percentile this year. That's sick. I know he's 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 and he's old too for to be putting up those yeah. kind of numbers on and the sprint speed. His range is 86th percentile, so he actually outdoes Chaz in both of those numbers. I would say no, Dusty would not bench Mike Trout because mostly because he's a big boy, secondarily because he's you know an inner circle hall of famer. So you want to know what's kind of cool about the last five minutes while we were talking? Seattle's win probability went from 91.4% mm-hmm. to Anaheim now has a 78% win percentage probability. Oh, but it's Anaheim, they a, I mean. They hit a two-run, they hit a two-run ding-dong in the 10th inning to go up five to three. Nice. They scored the ghost runner from second and they earned one of their own. So now Seattle can't just get away with scoring the ghost runner. They have to um score one that they earn, right? Yeah. Well so maybe all that gnashing of teeth was wrong and it will now be the Mariners who are out of the playoffs two and a half back after the way this last 10 minutes has transpired. This kind of crazy race, huh? It is. It's fun in a way. I mean, I like it better when the Astros have like a 15 game lead going into the last couple weeks of the season. That that, you know just like that better but um but yeah from from a standpoint from a conversational standpoint there's more to talk about so that's fun just gives me ulcers man just gives me ulcers i know it's that's the downside uh well yeah i think that's probably about it we gave the people uh an extra one last week so we went a little short this week not very not as short as we were planning on going Mm mm-hmm but a little shorter than normal. So um, Um, we'll be back to normal on uh, next Monday. And hopefully we'll be talking about the Astros being up, you know, five games or so on, on Seattle and the Rangers after we, you know, maybe win our next five against uh, Anaheim and, or not Anaheim, uh, the A's and the the Royals. And hopefully uh, the Rangers and Mariners struggle a little bit when they uh, have some good teams. They got to play finally. That would be awesome. I'm looking forward to it. And if not them, then, you know, maybe the Rangers punt the Blue Jays four in a row or something like that, and the Blue Jays end up five and a half back. That wouldn't help us win the division, but anything to do to get in the playoffs is sort of the way I'm rooting for things. I don't know about you. Same. Um, I'm 
very uh i mean yes that's the baseline but i am very much pulling for a division title because like we've like we've talked about countless times um that's interesting to me i don't want that first round series man if seattle and texas went four and three against each other four and three three and four on their seven Mm -hmm. that would almost guarantee us not almost guarantee us, but that would be very, very preferable for us winning the division, right? Yeah. Right, because they're both stuck. So right? would you? But if they went for, if one of them went seven and zero against the other one, mm-hmm. that would lower our division chances. But that would guarantee us a playoff berth. Yeah, exactly. I are you rooting I, for four and three, or are you rooting for seven and zero when they play I'm rooting, each other? I'm rooting for four and three. I think. Um, so you're willing to risk it for the biscuit? You're willing to say, hey. Just play 500 and give us a better chance for the division rather than guaranteeing us a playoff spot. Correct. I think the first round buy is that important. Yeah, that's probably true, but I, uh, I just, I, I can't deal with the this Astros team not making the playoffs. I, it would like probably drive me crazy. The last, I would be on my deathbed, <laughs> and I would be. Like why? How how did that happen? How did we not make the playoffs in twenty twenty three? And because I I'm would, sick that way. But it, it would be like forever. And well, but I would bring you banana pudding, Gabe, on your deathbed. And thanks, man. That's so sweet. <laughs> but you couldn't play center oh. field at that point. So <laughs> that's that's true. I, I couldn't. Right now, you wouldn't want me playing center anymore. But I am forty five. I'm I'm <laughs> even more of a man than Mike Gundy was when he made his famous. I'm a man. I'm forty rant. Yeah, yeah. You are a man. All right, sir. <laughs> well, uh, it, we'll see what happens. Enjoy the rest of the week, and we'll do it again next time. Catch you later, buddy. Oh.